Sairam, dear listener, we now bring you an episode of Trist with Divinity, our series of conversations with people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan. In today's episode, we bring you the first part of the conversation with Mr. V.S.R. Murthy. In conversation with him is Radio Science Bishop Prashti and this was recorded on July 13th, 2013. Sairam, dear listeners, and welcome to this special conversation with Mr. V.S.R. Murthy. He is known for his brilliant eloquence, especially in the Telugu language, having delivered hundreds of talks all over India and abroad. He is also a regular guest speaker in TV channels and All India Radio, expounding on science and spirituality. In fact, he is an academic council member of Institute of Scientific Research on the Vedas, established in 2005 in Hyderabad. He has authored 12 books on Indian spirituality, deliberating on the philosophy of Sri Adi Shankara to our Lord Bhagwan Baba, a plethora of ideas and personalities and their philosophies are contained in these precious books. In fact, he has been a long-standing devotee of Bhagwan, having come to his feet way back in 1962. So it's almost half a century of association with Bhagwan. And I should also mention here that when Radio Sai inaugurated its new studio in Tirupati in April 2012, he delivered one of the keynote addresses. Again, he was very much there and gave an excellent presentation during the new studio inauguration in Shivam in Hyderabad that happened last year. So he has been actively involved with the Telugu stream of Radio Sai almost since its inception. So it's really my pleasure and privilege to have him in the studio today speaking to us not in Telugu but for a change in English so that our listeners in other streams in Asia stream, Afri stream and Amiri stream also benefit from his insights and elucidations. So a warm welcome to you sir, to the studios and to this English program. Sairam brother. Today is July 13th and tomorrow the Guru Purnima celebrations in Prashantinilyam begin. In fact, even though the Guru Purnima is on July 22nd, the celebrations begin tomorrow itself. There's a program by the students of Bhagwan's University tomorrow. And then from 18th, you have regular everyday programs. People coming from Poland to UK to US and the celebrations go on even after 22nd uh, till 1st of August. So I thought since Bhagwan has arranged that we have this conversation during this period. It would be nice if you can share your insights and reflections on Bhagwan as the Sadguru. Because to me, I feel that is what Bhagwan is. He is the teacher supreme. He is the preceptor unparalleled. He may be a mother, father, friend, etc. or companion to anyone but I think to everyone and for all time to come and doesn't matter whether he is a devotee or a non-devotee or whichever state or level of spiritual involvement he is or she is Swami is the Sadhguru for all. This is my personal opinion. True. I would like to know what your thoughts are on this theme. Indeed he is the Sadhguru. Suryatitapadasthitam sakarunam jnanagnishelasthitam Majjanmantara punyapakavashatpraptam sadgurum sachasayishwaram 
the Supreme Lord has donned the robe of a human body, named himself as Satya, and uh, guided the humanity towards ultimate self-realization. Guru, according to one uh, Vedantic um, definition, mm -hmm. who dispels ignorance? Yes. That is a simple statement. D dispels darkness. Yeah, darkness yes. and uh, ignorance. ignorance. Ignorance is darkness. Then. Yes. It symbolizes. Yes. But Bhagavan's definition is far more bigger and wider. Yes. It encompasses all times and spaces mm. available. Swami says, a person without any body consciousness is Sadhguru. Mm -hmm. Not teacher alone, preacher alone. The one who has transcended the body. Transcended the body consciousness, that body level is yes. Sadhguru. And also a person devoid of wants or desires is Sadhguru. Yes, Swami says man minus desire is God. God. Third, renunciation of all the worldly pleasures. In fact, the renunciation of ahankara, the ego, and mamakara, the bondage. If one possesses these three qualities, you can call him the Sadguru, according to our beloved Bhagavan. Okay, so you said the one who is beyond body consciousness. Right. The one who is beyond desires. And the one who embodies the renunciation. Embodiment of renunciation. Embodiment of renunciation. These three are new dimensions and dynamics opened up to the world by Bhagavan. So only only God can be your Guru and Sadguru. That is why because Swami is Guru, Swami is Sadguru, he, because He is God. Yes. So as far as Swami is concerned, He is Guru and God both. Yes. And going by this definition that Bhagavan has given of Guru, only God can be our Guru, true Guru. True Guru. And He opens up the path of wisdom. Second one, he doesn't merely come here to fulfill the human desires and wants. Yes. That is at a very, very fundamental and a rudimentary level. Mm. When a, a Sadhguru is found in our lives, what he does, what is his action? First, he will show you a path of light. You move on this path, you are sure to reach the destination. What is the destination? The self-realization. To know that we are not mere body alone. We are much beyond the body. Who can say that? Who transcended all those levels can alone teach us? So, according to me, Bhagavan Sri Satsai Baba is indeed a Sadhguru God combo. Wonderful, sir. So, if you can share how you have experienced this in your life. Just now I recited one shloka. It is a middle shlokam. But for the benefit of the listener and to express myself, I will recite another two shlokas. Sure. The one is Saundariya Sara Sarvasvam Mandasmita Manoharam Vandaru Janamandaram Vande Sayumaheshwaram. That is at physical level. My Swami is endearing. My Swami is beautiful. My Swami smiles so much so that the mind uh, will be under control and all. That is at physical level. Physical level is not ultimate. That is the first step. God has given an intellect. We have to use the intellect and try to probe and try to explore how my guru is. Then how can we know? 
हाउ कैन वी सर्टिफाई दैट स्वामी सद्गुरु मत जन्मांतर पुण्यपाक वशत प्राप्तम आई हैव कम अक्रॉस सो मेनी बर्थ्स ड्यूरिंग दिस बर्थ्स ड्यूरिंग दिस टाइम्स दिस अल्टीमेट गॉड गाइडेड मी ओनली टू रीच द फाइनल साकारा दैट सो स्वामी इज सद्गुरु टू मी इन दिस लाइफ द थर्ड is spiritual level so physical metaphysical and then spiritual in spiritual level alambena vihinam yomabham paripurnam nishabdam guru roopam tat brahma sphuratanmi tat brahma that what we call ultimately we have to realize that we are that we are not this so this is the spiritual journey and he is a purna he is total again he is shunya he is empty he is like the sky unapproachable it appears as sky but it is not sky then we have several levels of skies like dharakasha chidakasha chittakasha bhumyakasha bhaumakasha so many things are there oh my god so if we can transcend all these levels through use your own intellect as the tool remove all hurdles finally you see the light and you are the light a sadguru alone can say you are the light ये सद्गुरु एलोन कैन एड्रेस एज दिव्यात्म स्वरूपुलारा यस प्रेमात्म स्वरूपुलारा बिकॉज प्रेम आत्मा दर सिनोनिम विथ ईच अदर सो दिव्यात्मा यू आर द सुप्रीम यू आर नॉट डिफरेंट फ्रॉम मी आई एंड यू आर वन एंड द सेम दैट इज वाई स्वामी सद्गुरु एंड आई हैड सेवरल सेवरल एक्सपीरियंसेस एट फिजिकल लेवल एज ए स्टूडेंट एज एन एंग बॉय ऑफ 11 and a half tall year old when i first came to prashant nilayam the charming the endearing form of swami has really enthralled me mm-hmm. and the very moment i saw him i found he is god he cannot be a simple human being I mean, it was just just by mere first sight has revealed the inner divinity you didn't have any doubts as a 12 year old zero in fact uh, i came only just to see swami how he looks someone told you about someone, it no it was there in a paper telugu newspaper a small uh, four line column the lord krishna has come back onto this planet earth in the form of such a sai swami was standing on a bullock cart on a bullock cart bullock cart that was a very rare photograph i found very small photo maybe 2 inch by 1 uh, and 1/2 inch by 1 and 1/2 inch then that news item attracted me i came here you were in hyderabad then no i was in prakasham district deeper some village okay. in andhra pradesh so i traveled all through i came here there were hardly 50 to 60 devotees around swami mm-hmm. and swami was also in the most beautiful form mm. vibrant energetic and so this is which year 62 1962 june 9th yes so swami was perhaps in his 30s uh, 30s early 30s 26 plus 26 yes ah. 36 he was 36 mm. and he was very very beautiful mm. the very first sight of a swami mm. made me understand that he is more than human mm-hmm. and if at all any god is there any assumes any human form he should be like such a sai only so swami is god you just felt that i just felt it nobody told me this if you can just describe how bhagwan was at that time because you know there are very few people yeah. there now who have seen bhagwan when he was in early 30s i think before we go into deeper discussion on sadguru this needs to be explained sure that day i walked with a nicker and a small shirt on mm-hmm. i reached puttaparthi prashant nilayam 
వయా బుకపట్నం ఐ క్రాస్ త్రూ చిత్రావతి శాండ్స్ సో మై ఫీట్ వెర్ సోలెన్ దేవర్ పెయింటింగ్ సో మచ్ బికాస్ ఇట్ వాజ్ హాట్ అలోన్ అలాంగ్ విత్ టూ మోర్ డివోటీస్ వి ఆల్ కేమ్ బట్ దేవర్ నాట్ మై ఫెలో ట్రావెలర్స్ ఐ జస్ట్ ఫౌండ్ దెమ్ ఆన్ ది అదర్ సైడ్ ఆఫ్ ది చిత్రావతి దేర్ వాజ్ నో వాటర్ వి వాక్ త్రూ సో ఐ హ్యాండెడ్ ఓవర్ మై బ్యాగ్ then uh, the person who was taking care of the luggage said swami is standing there in the veranda go and have his darshan mm-hmm. i just walked up but swami was on the extreme side of the veranda that is towards lady side now as we can understand i thought it will take some time for him to come towards gents and i was just waiting but uh, to my surprise just when i closed my eyes in contemplation then swami would come i just opened my eyes maybe a fraction of a minute from the other side swami was already in front of me mm-hmm. he patted on my cheeks mm-hmm. because i was very young mm-hmm. suddenly he said we are to meet today mm-hmm. you are also waiting to meet me today come inside then swami squatted on the floor in the center of the veranda he was very beautiful he was wearing a silk lalchi and all mm. well dressed and ang swami looking at everybody swami said what you all want nobody replied i also didn't reply. for me it was first sight it was in wonderment i became numb after seeing swami mind stopped working okay then swami suddenly said okay i know what is to be given immediately he lifted his right hand and waved in the air in a circular form he picked up something from somewhere we don't know we are all watching his hands were uh, empty his palm was empty then he called me come here when i stretched my palm he has put that that is a black halwa black halwa halwa a sweet meat but black color black color very unusual yeah very unusual black color and uh, it had lot of ghee Mm-hmm. and it was hot quite hot i could not really hold mm-hmm. now if you see my palm and when you compare this palm when i was just 12 year it could be half mm. then it was in the center then swami asked one question what do you do with this can you imagine a 12 year old boy who already traveled and hungry will say i will eat but what did i say i always recollect that swami i'll go and give it to all Swami was very happy. With wide open eyes, he said, that what exactly Swami wants? Go and give. Wow. When I returned, because there were uh, 50 people, they were taking some portion of this halwa as prasadam, because it was created in front of everyone. By the time I returned to my seat, my palm was empty, except ghee was there. The smell of the ghee uh, and smell the, and, uh, your hand was oily. it was indeed uh, greasy mm. then swami said ayyo papam mm-hmm. he said you come again he called me then on my finger tips he just with a thud he just touched and said a slap a gentle slap mm. then whatever disappeared whatever was spent the same quantity of halwa was there in my hand oh again 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 surface just by mere touch he didn't wave his hand this time he touched my hand like this and there was halwa Wow. Then much before I was to say anything, Swami said, now entire thing is yours. You go and eat. 
Okay, no, you can eat. Yeah. And there was a reward for you in the first instance saying yeah. that, you know, I will give it to all. Yeah. And now he said, no, you can yeah, have it. You can have it full. So wow. Swami teaches as Sadhguru, one should uh, remain a giver Fantastic. and never a taker. That was the first lesson. At that age itself, I learned. Fantastic. I think throughout my life, Swami made me, kept me that way. I think as a 12 year old you must have been really amazed amazed when i look back who gave me that prerana swami who called me swami who made me sit in front of him swami who gave me that halwa and uh, say i will distribute see unusual but i said and it happened amazing and how did your parents allow you to go alone no i told them i was at my age of 12 i was indeed uh, very mature enough at my mental level mm-hmm. they have tremendous confidence in me and they gave me 16 rupees mm-hmm. for my travel mm. on the third day swami asked me did you tell in the house <laughs> oh he asked ah, you yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. i yeah. swami will definitely yeah, he asked ask me you he asked me do your parents know that you are coming to sai baba that is how swami said mm. he didn't use the word swami mm, yeah do your parents know that you are going to sai baba Uh, yes, Swami. I used to just, as if somebody was telling me that uh, he should be addressed as Swami, I started saying Swami. My parents allowed me. Very good, very good. You go back home. You have to do a lot of studies. Schools will reopen. Then I will see you at again four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock, he gave me a pair of clothes. Mm. He gave me exactly 16 rupees for my journey. Wow, the those, same amount. Same amount. Parents had given. Those 16 rupees I never spent. They are still in my locker. Wow. Yeah. Of course, I mean, I can imagine what a treasure it is now. Beautiful. Beautiful. To have those memories. I think each moment Very precious. of, Very of precious. that event is an eternal source of inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Sure. Fantastic sir. sir So that is how your journey began to the Sadhguru And after that you have been blessed by him tremendously in so many ways mm. And as you mentioned the first lesson that the Sadhguru taught you Was the art of giving Giving The art of giving And I think that is what is the art of living And that's what we saw in Bhagwan's yes. life in, in Sadhguru, Satya Sai's life I think if we saw one thing which was there Right from that time He assumed the human form I think it was only that He was only giving, giving And you had the chance to experience that first time How was it after that? Yeah, it was a very beautiful journey In all my studies I was always a good student Very good student Scoring in all subjects about 90% Mm-hmm All Swami's grace. He said, you will study well. Mm-hmm. On that first day? Ah, he didn't say you should. Mm-hmm. He said, you will study well. Mm-hmm. You will come up very well. Remember Swami. Swami mm-hmm. will guard you, guide you. Like that he spoke to me. In those days, Swami used to speak for one to one and a half hours. In the interview room? In the interview room. Yes, long But interview Long sessions. interviews were, we had uh, some experiences when Swami spent with us about two hours. Hmm. But he was talking only on the spiritual matters. Only Adhyatmika. Only Adhyatmika. Nothing else. He never, later part also, he never asked me what I studied, what I am doing, what I was not getting, what I was getting. These questions never had any place between me and Bhagavan, though I had many encounters with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call them encounters because you are dealing with the Supreme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what were some of those really unforgettable encounters? Unforgettable, I, I can recall one. When I was feeling it very difficult to 
where the cross thread because i'm a brahmin by birth and i underwent this upanayanam yes. i was performed with sacred uh, sacred thread, uh, cross thread uh, investing ceremony then um, i told swami swami i'm unable to do sandhya vandanam because i go for my work very early and i return late in the night i don't find any time for that because these projects are too big for my age at the age of 27 i handled oral bank projects oh is it so yeah, in punjab and haryana so you can understand how you were working for i was working with a bombay based company for some time but most of my life i'm on my own okay that also i'll tell later how it happened okay then um, what is sanjhavandanam to keep the body mind and soul intact with a sense of equanimity equilibrium equipoise when you already have these three why should you wear if it is becoming an obstacle just to put it, hang it on believe me i don't have that thread now oh my god he said god. for you there is no problem you work that's all oh my god this is so perhaps it is very revolutionary yes <laughs> really that too with swami yes. the sanatana sar the brahmin you are supposed to do it at least twice or thrice a day thrice thrice minimum actually thrice ah. noon dawn and dusk correct and here bhagwan says that all that sandhya vandana means is having a state of equipoise that's all equilibrium that is the samadhi equanimity equanimity hmm. equanimity at all levels that you already have no need you need not bear it is not wearing but it is only a bearing he said <laughs> you know how he coins the yes. words how he so plays with the words plays yeah. with the words wonderful so then i completed my food technology in uh, kanpur and uh, i was well settled life was moving but i was minding my work i was not speaking about swami at all not at all in those days in those days i was keeping all my experiences to myself and uh, totally committed to my work my work schedules my performance my targets and all but it so happened when i completed my usa tour then i addressed small gatherings of 10 people in the houses like that i think i spoke at uh, 50 to 60 places and this was during which period that was 89 to 97 okay but the first one the first break was in geneva mm-hmm. with the international audience incidentally the venkatachalaya garu has become the vice chancellor he was in the audience on that day mm-hmm. today our chancellor is venkatachalaya garu yeah he, he was chancellor of ah, he was in the audience university. when i addressed in geneva okay he was there he was practicing uh, yeah at that time he was already chief justice of india yes so then onwards i, I came back to prashantinilayam and uh, swami called me for uh, the interview or whatever swami spent a good time with me on the day nearly one and a half hours and said the your geneva speech is very good mm-hmm. what did you speak on i spoke satyasai and sridi sai are one and the same and this was to an gathering gathering of, of intellectuals elite and it is an international audience from different countries these legal luminaries were there so it is just a chance meeting they said he has come from india we will ask him to speak some spiritual so it happened to be thursday there are some swami devotees also they brought some photograph it was garlanded and i spoke for about one so it, it was on the sidelines of any conference or no 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 it so happened i have nothing to do with the law yes incidentally it so happened after it's it a long story to oh. share with but anyway i was anchored in fact in that hostel 
Some diplomat asked me to stay there for three days because I had a desire from my childhood to see the mountains in Switzerland. Okay. So Swami fulfilled that. Okay. How again we'll speak later. Okay. And Swami can do anything, no? Yes. So that evening when I went to meet uh, a cousin of mine in Geneva who was there for the conference, he said, "Oh, since you have come, why don't you speak about Bhagwan Baba? You are a devotee of Baba. He knows by the time." Okay. That is how it happened, and I spoke. Wonderful. And uh, the Swami, all-knowing Swami, referred to that speech. He said, uh, "You spoke very well. Swami is pleased. One should have that faith. What is there in the name and form? It is a consciousness that matters. Rama is not different from Krishna. Rama Krishna are not different from Sridhi Sai. These three are not different from such a Sai." Swami said, "Ah, it is all one and the same." Then again. As you know, his grace—it doesn't shower, but it pours. Yes. And the downpour started, and it was heavy on that day. Mm-hmm. First, he waved his hand and created one beautiful pendant. On one side, it is Sridhi Sai; the other side, it is Such Sai. Mm-hmm. Small pendant. Then he just waved his hand and created one Rudrakshamala that had only fifty-four beads. Fifty-four. Four beads, beads. not one, not eight. Mm. Only fifty-four. Mm. Then what he did, on one hand he was uh, holding the mala, just created the pendant on the left palm. He just lifted, pushed towards that mm-hmm. without touching. It got fixed very firmly, as a very adept goldsmith can do, <laughs> and it so happened. Wow! And so you uh, saw the making of this making, mala, yeah, making with the pendant. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. So then, during those instances of uh, getting interviews, Swami was always talking about Upanishads, mm-hmm. Brahma Sutras, then Bhagavad Gita, the intricacies. He was not very much keen to tell me about the words uh, used by Lord Krishna, the inner meanings, in-depth meanings. Why he used that word? Like that, wonderful. It, I think that is one of those amazing facets that we saw in Bhagwan as a Sadguru. You know, explaining uh, to us the obtuse, obtuse concepts, exactly. explaining to us the highest of truths in a manner that anyone can understand. Can understand. If you can share with us, you know, your insights and whatever you have heard directly from Bhagwan or what you have understood of Bhagwan's teachings, you know, where in a such a beautiful and a concept which is so difficult actually to understand, he's just given it to us on yeah, a platter. Yeah. Just. If you can share any of such, no, it's my pleasure as well as duty to share with you. It's not for me. Always, Swami says, no. Whatever Swami gives, it is not to you. It is through you. He told me one day. I recorded in my diary. Fantastic. When I give something, don't think it is to you. It is through you. Just like Krishna giving to Arjuna, Arjuna through Arjuna, it's a celestial song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's for the entire mankind. Mankind, Bhagavad not Gita. for anyone. It's happened through Arjuna. Yes. So when the war was to commence, as we all know, Bhagavan decided to teach the Karma Bhakti Jnana Yoga's three, three into six, eighteen chapters. We know we That's are very familiar with it. Bhagavad that what it is. Then Arjuna had so many doubts, and Lord Krishna was clearing them. In the beginning, it was Arjuna who never wanted to indulge in war, yes. but it was Krishna who said, "You should indulge in war. You have come only to perform this. Yes. Do your duty here. You can't go back." Yes. Then, as we go through Bhagavad Gita, our deliberations or transmission, whatever we call it, goes on. Arjuna at one point says, "Now tell me what I have to do." Then what he should say? Go and uh, start the war. 
He didn't say that. Yogir Bhavati Arjuna. You become yogi. How can a yogi indulge in war? Arjuna asks. Yogi means not growing a beard, not wearing a kashayam, saffron robes. Yogi means you take energy from me. You be with me. That is a real yoga. The Jivatma should always have a contact and a connectivity with the Paramatma. Then only you become a yogi. Become that. Then Paramatma does everything. You are only a tool in his hands. Saying so, Bhagavan also says, Yogakshemam vaham yaham. I will take care of your yoga. If you become yogi, a yogam is created. I will take care. And kshemam also. What is kshemam for a Jivatma? Birthlessness. That these two I will take care. Then only Arjuna says, Karishyevachanam tava. Now I will do everything. Because yogam is taken care, kshemam is taken care, and God is going to indulge in war, Krishna is going to perform the war on his behalf. Then so what else a Jivatma has to do? Nothing. Be associated or connected with the God. That is how Swami went on explaining Bhagavad Gita to me. Fantastic. I mean, it's such a <laughs> profound thing where, yeah. you know, he's telling all you have to do is he just learn to become a channel for God. Become a channel. Even to become a channel, you must have the connectivity. Yes. It is to be plugged in, isn't it? Yes. Get plugged in all the time. Yes. Then current flows. Light is on, fan is on, AC is on, life is on. Yeah. So, as Bhagavan says, everything happens the fan rotates not because of the switch, switch, <laughs> but because of the current. Current. So, so once you realize, yeah, uh, exactly, that you are exactly. just a medium for that current. And finally, in that interview, I still remember Swami said, "Up to the penultimate sloka, it is all a mental exercise, an intellectual synthesis. But the one sloka that we have to remember and recite every day." is Yatra Yogishwara Krishna Yatra Pardho Dhanurtharaha Tatra Sri Vijayobhutihi Dhruvani Tirma Tirmama The last shlokam. What does it mean? Swami told me. I was just listening to Bhagavan. When he really starts preaching or teaching, it is, the splendor is, I think our eyes cannot contain. We have to just listen to him very intently. When Lord Krishna himself is here, to guide you, guard you, and teach you, Yatra Yogishwara Krishna. He is already Yogishwara. He is Ishwara for all yogis. And the ultimate yogi is Krishna. He is ready to teach you. He is ready to guide you. What you have to do is wear all the time. That is the preparedness. That is Siddhatva, purity, Shuddhatva. And all the time willing to obey these three. If the combination of the divine and mundane, if these two are in perfect alignment, Tatra Sri Vijayo Bhutihi. You are sure to gain the success. Victory is yours. Then what you will do with that success? Bangaru, successfully is one level. Meaningfully is second level. Purposefully is ultimate level. That's what he told me. Wow. If you take the body, if you are successful in all ventures, that gives you happiness. That also causes arrogance. Also causes arrogance. Arrogance. Sometimes you feel you are leading a beautiful, pious life and your life is indeed meaningful. Your wealth, your jnana, your intellect is being imparted to the world. You are very happy. 
that gives you satvika ahankara satvika satvika ahankara i mean it is some sort of an arrogance subtle arrogance subtle arrogance yeah, yeah. you might say positive arrogance positive arrogance nevertheless it is arrogance it is arrogance the nature is arrogance but if one man is benefited by your existence by your thought by your look then your life becomes purposeful lead that purposeful life this is very very important i think if you can repeat that again because that is very important for all in the sense we have to move on from being leading a meaningful life um, successful life first, first move on from successful ah, life success, to a meaningful life meaningful life then purposeful life then you can move on, become to a purposeful, purposeful life. life and how do you explain purposeful life my very existence should cause happiness to others my knowledge should be imparted to as many people as possible whatever physical wealth i have should be used in good activities and all my success should go to the society because as an individual you are an individual that is vst unless you become samasti unless you become comprehensive you are not total that what swami says what you will do with a lot of money tons of money putting in a godrej almira put to proper use and a successful life is in all endeavors in all attempts when you become victorious when you gain something out of all your activities you are successful but if you hoard it's a crime if you distribute it's a joy and if you hoard anything anything wealth or uh, even knowledge even knowledge again to you and through you yeah. that is sai's principle as they say you are only a trustee trustee and a sakshi you are a witness to what is happening and don't claim anything because you are not the cause you are not the source and you are nothing when you think that you are nothing you become everything when you think that you are everything you become nothing that's what swami told me fantastic and i think as you explained leading a purposeful life is at every moment of our life if you have to constantly reevaluate and think am i existing for others yeah. whatever i am doing now am i doing it for others i think and that is what we saw in bhagwan bhagwan when he used to always say when i was a student i remember on so many occasions uh, be it casual conversations or in formal discourses you know he used to always say top to toe i am selfless selfless so i used to always say that yes. and maybe at that time you know as a student maybe you didn't really get the full import full. of what he was saying but today when you reflect i mean from the time bhagwan declared his avatar from the time his advent happened i think that is what he was doing all the time constantly worried about how to make people good good how and happy and happy happy that is why the loka samastha sukhano bhavantu has undergone a sea change in the hands of swami he said samastha lokaha sukhano bhavantu lokaha the lokams or the worlds that are seen it is not enough the unseen worlds also should be safe that is swami's blessing samastha lokaha those that exist all that exists should be safe and happy fantastic yeah so how was this journey after that i mean you received uh, such beautiful blessings from swami and in trying to assimilate his message and how was this journey after that because you know i think it was one phase of your life where you began more and more to assimilate his message and perhaps try to live some part of this message in your lives so how was that experience after that as you tried to live these messages in your life what were the sort of experiences that you got which confirmed in you about the so potency true. of this messages and i think after that you know you were more in a position to share 
this with all with much more uh, authenticity, authenticity and, uh, yeah, yeah exactly and, you, know, you say it with so much confidence because you yourself have gone through it can you share you know what were your sort of journey in this regard yeah there are many but some i recollect one when i was doing some work in punjab i was coming back from a factory i was to catch my flight in chandigarh i was coming from maler kotla that is the village mm-hmm. my car has to pass through the wheat fields it was midday unless i start from that place by about 2 o'clock i can't catch my flight in chandigarh by 5 so somebody gave me a fiat car i was traveling in that i didn't know the owner of that car was in hit list by the terrorists at that time oh and he was one of the finance ministers or the then finance minister my car was waylaid i was surrounded by four terrorists and this is what time of the day afternoon 2 o'clock post lunch i had my lunch and as usual i always carry a good book in my hand as a fellow traveler a good company i was going through the book i was sitting in the back seat and the driver was driving suddenly car came to an abrupt halt when i see there were four terrorists guns were there in their hands and they were aiming to just hit me they thought you are the um maybe i may be belonging to that person that person they have to create some sensation perhaps then driver said sir think of god believe me i did not think of swami mm-hmm. not even there was no time <laughs> then <laughs> i was shocked. not shocked i was wondering who these four are <laughs> why my car is stopped <laughs> i was fearless i was fearless Okay. Absolutely, my mind was not disturbed. That mm. is why equipoise. Mm. But you just need to understand the situation. I, it takes a bit of time, no? Time. Maybe even one minute. Mm. Then suddenly, he said, "Where are you from? Where?" I said, "I'm from Hyderabad. I have to catch my flight." Then one man suddenly said, "The man on the left side. He is a Pardeshi. I just leave him. Mm-hmm. He's a foreigner. Leave him. Ah, uh, just foreigner. You leave him, Pardeshi." because you are from south india then uh, car started again after 5 kilometers the driver stopped the car he opened the door came and fell at my feet sir because you are there i am saved otherwise i thought i am to die on the day then suddenly i also found why they stopped the car why they let me off believe me as a bookmarker i had swami's photo mm mm-hmm. I told you know I was reading a book and I was holding in my hand right hand then there was a bookmarker bookmarker only swami's photo was there mm-hmm. the terrorist was looking perhaps at swami's photo and swami must have given an instruction he is my devotee don't do anything to him mm-hmm. never all. know what happened never know but it's a wonderful event the story doesn't end there mm-hmm. it gains an importance and significance when it is clarified it had some ratification then from there i came to prashantinalayam on that day it was 7:45 8 o'clock in the morning this is also in the 80s ah 80s 86 after blue star oh, operation after blue star uh, after Alistar. blue star operation. operation then swami called me go inside sit there i'll come the first pillar between the bhajan hall and the interview room yes on the left side the first pillar was my place mm-hmm. whenever i come to prashantilim swami always made me sit there i still wonder i don't know why mm-hmm. that day also i sat there and swami did that darshan round and 
He immediately opened the door and called me inside. He said, you know, I got you protected. <laughs> All for my sake, Bangaru, it was my duty. It was pro- my duty. Ah, duty. That is how Swami started. I was wondering, I have to thank Swami. On the other hand, Swami, you saved my life. I was to narrate the whole story. He didn't even allow me to say that because he is all-knowing. So, this is one incident. Then he said, I got you protected. He never said, I protected you. I got you protected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the amazing thing about Bhagwan is, you know, when you thank him, he will just say that, It is my duty. My duty. In fact, I remember so many occasions like this. You know, one day when Bhagwan asked, Aarti was over and Bhagwan was leaving. Then suddenly, Swami decided to come back to the stage in Sai Kulvanth Hall. And then he asked for the warden. And then he said, there was some program that you wanted to be staged. He said, no, Swami, it's already late. You have to leave, Swami. It's fine. There is no problem. Swami said, no, no, no. Something was supposed to be... arranged today then Swami asked for the podium and then a talk was given and then the warden said Swami this is too much shrama for you this is so much of strain, strain for you, for you. Yeah. it's already like it was past 6.30 and then Swami said it is shrama kaadu bangaru it is prema prema wonderful <laughs> that is how he uses the words <laughs> so amazing and if you think bhagwan's life as a sadguru i think that is what we saw all the time all the time he was taking this train to teach us so many lessons constantly and for him it was never shrama for him it was always only prema and for that sake and he will do any amount of hardship he will undergo yes. any amount of discomfort he will undergo so that the lesson that has to be taught for us is driven home driven home wonderful sir can i ask you what are the other lessons of life that you learnt from bhagwan in this journey towards the sadguru yeah i remember one beautiful what i call as a diksha guru he told me one thing in fact there are so many gurus so right? many gurus diksha guru suchaka guru mochaka guru vachaka guru nishiddha guru oh, karana no. guru oh so many <laughs> Our uh, philosophy is replete. Uh, oh, replete. <laughs> Then Swami said, if you ask for something, it is given. Mm-hmm. First statement. If you ask for something, it is given. Always. God gives like mother. If you don't ask, everything is yours. Mm-hmm. So from something to everything. When everything is yours, there is nothing to be asked. Okay. <laughs> So the first lesson and the final lesson in this life I learnt is don't ask anything, don't seek anything even from the Lord. Don't ask. Because we never gra- know what is good for you. What is good for us. And we feel sad if he doesn't grant. He doesn't grant because um, the prayer that we have made for may be granted and that may lead us to some desire we don't know that's why god all knowing god knows what is useful to us what begets ananda there is joy to us that only he grants so the only one fundamental principle is not to ask so throughout my life i never asked anything never sought anything from bhagwan i'll tell you one thing my wife was to go she was to die doctor said tomorrow morning we will conduct one operation and 100% sure she is not going to be there okay 
how my reaction should be what will happen without I mean, her where the doctors wanting to operate they, they want to because they have to give a final trial mm-hmm. but they were they were not sure of the success mm-hmm. they were not sure of the outcome mm-hmm. but they are sure of one outcome that she will not survive that they politely conveyed to me and i coolly received again equipoise mm-hmm. that's why swami said those three words they they move my life to ultimate goal perhaps then i said let it happen is according to swami's will it will happen but let us see then next day morning the operation theater was not ready so they put off for 10 days mm-hmm. and because there is no operation i had to work i have some work in garladin near anantapur whenever i come to anantapur it's certain that i will come to prashantrilayam see swami's darshan and go back that day we were sitting on the veranda a person who knows me very intimately very gently in almost utter silence he asked me we came to know that your wife is not well how is she he asked me swami was at a distance swami heard this there is no chance if he is human being he has no chance to listen Because to the small it is a gap it is a whisper whisper it is much lesser than whisper i don't know <laughs> correct word for that then swami he made a swift movement i remember that this is during darshan time and after darshan okay. after darshan he comes on to the veranda no? yeah yes during in the veranda in the veranda suddenly he swiftly moved and he came straight to me looking at him the person who spoke to me in my ears she is on medication he is on meditation swami will take care wow then he created vibhuti said you go today you had darshan give this to your wife everything will be all right you come together ituri this time you come together oh my god she is on medication and he is in meditation on meditation wow meditation he was looking at his showing his heart side right side he is meditating upon me i'll take care swami will take care and she is fine even till this day till this day she is more vibrant she indulges in more activities almost every two months we come here no trace of illness now she is fine and this happened where is 93 year? this happened which year 93 93 20 years passed by and no trace of illness yet that is swami's grace had i asked swami what will happen to my wife if she dies i am in the middle age then he would have kept quiet because <laughs> i didn't ask and follow the dictum and followed swami's principle of not asking for swami granted everything so these are several such instances as i told you i never pray to swami for any materialistic thing i can very honestly tell before all of you and uh, he has never given me an occasion to seek anything from him he gave me everything yes mm. and i think that is that is common experience of uh, many people who don't go to the lord with any sort of materialistic desire yeah. then the lord himself actually takes care because you know as the bible says seek the kingdom of god, god. and everything else shall be added on to you added on to you and i think it's an experience of many people yes who really trust bhagwan to look after yeah. them when some incredible things happen when i just look back i always wonder how beautifully swami has executed this so do your ship should go 
second yes. point yes. when swami doesn't claim anything having done so much to the so creation yes. he doesn't claim anything yes. he said it's my duty to do what is a be- what a beautiful statement it is are we saying that it's my duty i served you it's my duty i loved you we are not saying i loved you because i want happiness out of that swami said i loved you because i want to love myself love myself <laughs> so the doership should go that of course i learned from swami when he doesn't claim the creator doesn't claim what is that we have to claim we have nothing to claim this is second principle in spiritual practice yes the third is get connected yogi bhavatu arjuna get connected to bhagwan it is like uh, a small ship in sea waters the small bird was there atop it was thinking i am taking the ship to the shore it doesn't know the ship is taking the bird to the shore <laughs> the bird thinks yeah. bird thinks i am taking the, the ship, ship to the shore onto the other shore. shore no no it is the other way around it is a ship yes. that is taking the bird yes actually you know, the other analogy that comes to my mind is you know you find this little two year olds you know who would sit on the bike and the dad would make them sit on the bike and you know as the father rides the bike he also will put his hands on the and feels that he is driving yeah and he feels the father yeah he is driving you know right. many times you know if we achieve something mm. suddenly okay we have given a beautiful talk we have written something or, you know <laughs> we just feel wow you know i have done it <laughs> but yes. see only when you look back you realize yeah. that it's absolutely someone else the force behind is so magnificent the force within sir within mm. exactly not behind or beyond fantastic. force within force mm. within yeah fantastic. that is swami fantastic see if you can transcend the form of swami even when he was in the body yes at that level if you can transcend you can really experience the divinity of bhagwan divinity of bhagwan in um, uh, multilateral ways otherwise if you confine to the endearing form you will enjoy and go we have not come here to enjoy the darshan we have to get the imprint yes on our lives i think that swami has indeed granted me i am very happy with uh, yeah, if you can you know that is what you mentioned was really so profound that uh, the thing is we are not here to enjoy darshan but we are actually have to install that uh, feeling in our heart in our and should be able to experience it yes. anywhere yeah. wherever uh, we are wonder whatever we do whatever we whatever do. We can do. you share how you have experienced this in your life so each minute even this day speaking to you today is also a small grant by bhagwan otherwise this cannot happen yeah i will tell you how he is a sadguru how he is not a mere teacher my daughter sarvani was i think uh, she was doing her uh, class 3 then when swami came to hyderabad there were around 1 and 1/2 lakh people outside waiting for swami's darshan it was lunch time so everybody was busy in taking their lunch and getting back for swami's darshan at 4 o'clock i was standing near swami's uh, dining table i was attending on swami on that day then suddenly swami said never it happened only once it happened and that too on that day you go and call your wife and daughter from where one and a half lakh people are there outside how to identify them first how to get them first and swami will not stay for very long time during that lunch till the lunch is over he will be there then he will retire but these questions were not there in my mind swami said i went out i just opened the door my wife and daughter came to have a glass of water they were just behind the wall 
పైనింగ్ ఫర్ ఇట్ ఇన్ తెలుగు హీ సైడ్ యువర్ పైన చాలా ఎదురు చూస్తున్నావు చేసుకో బంగారు చేసుకో అండ్ హీ గేవ్ ది డివైన్ లోటస్ ఫీట్ ఇన్ టు అవర్ పామ్స్ అండ్ షీ వాస్ కంటెంటెడ్ దెన్ మై డాటర్ వాజ్ స్టాండింగ్ నెక్స్ట్ టు మీ స్వామి ఫౌండ్లీ కాల్డ్ హెర్ వాట్ ఆర్ యూ స్టడీ థర్డ్ క్లాస్ నో నో మూర్తిస్ డాటర్ షుడ్ బీ ఫస్ట్ క్లాస్ థర్డ్ క్లాస్ ఈజ్ అ రాంగ్ ఎక్స్ప్రెషన్ క్లాస్ త్రీ is the correct expression <laughs> teachers are weak what we can do <laughs> that, that no, is don't say third class say class 3 class 3 hmm. see the expression, expression should be polite it should be appropriate dignified dignified and the, the connotation should be spiritual you can't just say i did my phd and all don't say all that swami says whenever you say you did phd pure heart is divinity is phd <laughs> swami said no in one of the things pure heart divinity yeah. yes. is pure heart is divinity if your heart is pure you are already divine you wear the degree that's all fantastic yeah. so this is a very big ocean the experiences are a plenty galore each one teaches you one dimension what to do and what not to do at the same time that's why he is sadguru he tells you to do something at the same time he tells you not to do the certain things if we don't indulge in those things that swami has prohibited us from doing then you become spiritual it is by elimination process that's called neti neti naiti naiti yes. naiti then finally that is this yes yeah sairam dear listeners you just heard the first part of a conversation with mr vsr murthy a long standing devotee of bhagwan and a brilliant orator especially in telugu who has traveled widely expounding on bhagwan's message in conversation with him was radio sai's bishop prushti and this was recorded in the studios of radio sai on july 13th 2013 If you have any comments or suggestions please feel free to write to listener@radiosai.org thank you and sairam